0: Hi guys, what's good? It's your boy Noah. Yeah, I'm back for another week. Um, as you know, I was away last week—not way away, but um, yeah, I needed like uh, I had a lot of stuff to do, so I um, I had to postpone last week's episode to this week. So apologies for those who were waiting so anxiously for the next episode. That's a joke, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. Um, so yeah, I'm I'm here today with a good friend of mine, um, Shay. I'm just going to let her introduce herself. Hi,
1: everyone. Well, as Noah already said, I'm Shay, Shay Rashid. And I've known Noah for about three, four years now. Yes, and he's, like, obsessed with me. He's in love with me. He's mm. my number one fan. So really he begged me <laughs> <laughs> to come on the podcast today. But no joke. Uh, we have a really interesting topic. So I'm really excited to talk about that. But, yes, I'll pass it back to Noah.
0: Thank you, Shay. Well, we still have. It's it's almost Christmas soon, by the way. Uh, I think we're gonna have a Christmas special episode, which is gonna come out Boxing Day. Mm-hmm. Don't hold me to that. I said I think because I might be I might be eating. <laughs> but we'll, we'll see. <laughs> but yeah. Um, mm-hmm. So without further ado, today's episode is called the Memento Policy. So um, first of all, it was gonna be called the Yolo Policy before fought it <laughs> and yeah. we decided to, we decided drug didn't need any more plugs no 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 let's
1: just <laughs>
0: <laughs> but yeah so the episode is going to be uh, tied to the memento policy and basically um, where that comes from is where that comes from is the idea of um, memento mori it's this um, Latin quote which means remember death and that's where like the whole idea of you only live once uh, comes from and so I thought it was really interesting of like Because a lot of the times we take for granted this idea that you know life is just one life you get you don't get two so you know sometimes we need to like you know sometimes we don't act like we know.
1: Yeah, I I completely understand with that, and I think it affects especially I don't know especially like uni students for example because obviously you only live life once. Everyone wants to do. You know what is considered what they consider fun. So me, I like to turn up. You know, I want to turn up every day, every night. But at the same time, life is so short that if you truly want to be happy or want to achieve everything you set your mind to, you have to have a balance in life. You see?
0: Yeah, I agree with that. Like, obviously, one of the first things that catches people off in this instance is procrastination. Like every time, that's one of the biggest things people talk about. Like procrastination is the famous quote is, Procrastination is a thief of time. And you know, if you think about the fact that that time is you, the measure of your entire life, procrastination is stealing our actual lives mm. from us. Like, yeah. you know, like, what do you think about this? I know it helps you so much. Procrastination is a. Can I say? Yeah. Oh, thank
1: you. Okay. Procrastination is a bitch. It, <laughs> it, it, especially, obviously, people are age, especially just coming out of uni, for example, you have an essay, okay, I'll write it tomorrow, tomorrow comes, nah, fuck it, I'm going to go to the bar. Next day, nah, I'm going go to the student union. You know, and it, you think, like, all these things, like procrastinating and all these things don't really affect you, but it can actually significantly, like, hinder your life or just, it can have dramatic effects. For example, I have this friend who, she's based in Nigeria, and she's been talking about starting a shoe, kind of like line, for a while now. And she's been talking about this for a year and a half. A year and a half came by. My other friend asked her, so what are you doing? Have you started production? Have you done this? My friend said, no, I haven't done anything. So you know what my other friend did? She just said, okay, you know what, fuck it. Stole the idea. ran with it. And now... This girl owns a very successful store in Nigeria based off someone else's idea. Yes, it's wrong. But if she wasn't procrastinating for a year and a half, she would be a successful store and She would have achieved, you know, her dreams or what she set out to do. But procrastination, that's the only thing. It hindered her dreams completely. So, yeah, people procrastinate a lot. And it it can, you know, fuck up your life. First of all, damn that your friend is
0: cold. Not it. It's true! <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's like, it's, it's not, it's, it's fair enough, because everybody in life,
1: I mean, I personally
0: wouldn't do that, but no. I mean, if you had an idea, it happens every day in, like, Hollywood, for example, um, somebody comes up with an idea, and somebody else hears about it, or in the music mm. industry, you just steal your idea and run with it. Because, you know, you've got, you know, and, kind of and like, the thing with procrastination is, right, I feel like we have so you know, like the topic is, you know, mm. remember that. Remember that you're always going to eventually. There's going to be a day when you're not going to be here anymore. I don't mean to sound depressing, but every time we delay things, it it not just it. The only, we're not just hurting ourselves by delaying, but we're also like potentially affecting our mental states, For example, because let's say you have an essay due in two weeks. The regular thing that happens, obviously, is um, you might put it off because you know. Or you were feeling you weren't feeling too well today, or you weren't feeling the energy. You went out, put it off, and then you you sit to write the essay like uh, maybe four days before the essay is due. Now actually, let's say let's say a week before it's due, mm. and then suddenly you realise there's so much work you need to do. That feeling of that realisation instantly depresses you. Instantly makes you feel like, fuck, I've probably messed up my chances of doing well. So now you're running against time, and you're like, oh no, I gotta rush to finish this. And now you're feeling even more depressed because you're rushing something that you knew you could have done so well. And, like, when that whole process ends, instead of having a normal essay process where it's a bit difficult, or well, you like it, you get through it, you just come out of this period feeling like your life has changed dramatically because you could have just done it on time. You know, And, obviously, there's so many more real-world examples. But, like, that leaves us, like, okay, so that's, like, the first one. Um, second thing when it mm. comes to us living... With, not having one life and trying to live it to the fullest is we encounter a lot of problems when it comes to trying to do what we want to do in life like through family and friends for example
1: yeah that's a massive massive thing and you know especially with us no I'm not going to say Africans I'm Nigerian so especially with Nigerians Nigerians we live for other people and that's not I'm not insulted like I am Nigerian We live for our parents, so our parents tell us, go to uni, go and be a doctor, an engineer, what's the thing? a lawyer. Society tells you, especially in Nigeria, the way, I don't know, the way you dress, the way you talk, the way you behave, especially as a woman. Like, there are general, you know, there are things that specifically apply to us women. Like, I don't know, Nigerians, we have a very strong problem with living for other people. You know, even when you want to do something, the first thing that comes to your mind or the first thing, you know, your mother or your father says, you know, what would what would people think? What would society think? Oh, dad, I want to do this. What would society... No, it's not what would society think. You came to this earth by yourself. Maybe if you're a twin, that's different. But even you and your twin are not in the same body. <laughs> you came to this earth by yourself. You came to live your life on your own terms. So, I feel a lot of Nigerians need to get, like, accustomed to their ideas that the way someone else lives their life is not it's not their business. And that's, I, I feel it's a Nigerian thing. It's a very strong Nigerian problem that we face.
0: Obviously, it's like, um, yeah. obviously, it's, uh, I feel like, based on the lot of people I've met, it's something, uh, like, um, a lot of my fr- Asian friends also face. Oh, yeah. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. You know, and even... It's, it's, I don't know, it's weird because like, with feeling pressure with family, it doesn't just come in the form of what they want you to do. It co- also comes in the form of this feeling of guilt sometimes. Um, when for example, you're the only person in your family let's say you get a scholarship mm-hmm. you're the only person in your family who's attended um, university and you go to university obviously you're the pride of the family, everybody's room for you mm-hmm. and uh, you You do your best and you're offered this opportunity which takes you far away from your family, right? Maybe they say, oh, okay, at the end of your course we'd like Mm. you to move to China and start this um, massive, start this business idea you had. But you can't, a lot of times you might feel like you're betraying them by leaving them because you feel Mm. they need you. And I feel like a lot of people make choices like that, which is fair enough, it's not your fault. It's 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 a thing of the heart. Like, you know, but at the same time, a lot of people are so scared to make a big plunge because they feel like they're letting people down, they're thinking too much about what people say. And like what Shay said, like, you know, this is obviously because we're Nigerians, so we can only speak best from a Nigerian perspective. It's something that we we face a lot. A lot of my Nigerian friends will tell any Nigerian you know, or any, a lot of, yeah, I don't want to generalize, so I keep saying to Nigerian. But anyone, anybody you know from a strict background, let's put it that way, a lot of times you hear them talk about they wish they could have done this, but they can't because this, because this person might have a problem with it because mm-hmm. it's not the right thing. And I feel like, you know, wherever you are, whoever you are, you should try and free yourself from that because you will never live a fulfilled life if you always just worry so much about mm-hmm. living for others. Yeah. living for society.
1: And, yeah, I completely obviously agree with everything you just said. And i just give a real-life example, because this happened to my brother. So my brother went to the University of Bath to study chemical engineering. He studied, I wouldn't say my parents, you know, gave him ultimatum, you must study it, but they heavily influenced the decision, you know. And today, he's obviously graduated years ago, and he's working in Shell now, He started working in Shell as a chemical engineer, but it wasn't, like, he was good at it, but he wasn't fantastic, he wasn't amazing. When he switched to being an economist, so doing what he actually likes, he's been promoted, I think, three times in five years and makes stupid amounts of money. That's by doing what he wants to do, what he likes. If he was stuck or carried on chemical engineering because his dad and mom said, you know what, you must be an engineer... Like, sure, he'll still have a job at Shell, but would he be in the position he is at today? Probably not.
0: Yeah, thank you for sharing that, Shay. Like, that's, you know, that's a sick example. Obviously, he had to listen a bit, you know, but still, he end. did what he wanted to do in the end. In the end. Well, with that being said, that's the end of um, the first segment. Mm-hmm. Uh, tune in for the second. and hello, guys we're back um, with Noah and Shay today when we were on, before we went on the break we uh, just talking about I keep forgetting this isn't live if, if you're listening to this you just waited for a few seconds but yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I but anyway <laughs> how does pressure mess up our lives so you know how okay so I'll break it down we build. Like we're not living our life to the fullest, in turn, that causes a lot of pressure. Or, we're trying to, in the process of trying to live our life to the fullest, we might be putting too much pressure on ourselves. And maybe sometimes we forget what pressure actually does to a person. So, the the quickest thing I think about is mental health, right? Um, For so many years in the music industry, the entertainment business, actually, just as a whole, the business world, We've heard so many stories of people doing things, um, mm. like having a lot of money, having a lot of success, mm-hmm. but feeling, um, feeling like empty inside, feeling like nothing was worth it, going through like really messed up phases of depression. And in some cases, people have committed suicide. We know famous people. We know that at various points in history, Wall Street, some Wall Street bankers during certain periods, um, jump to their deaths. I mean, to be fair, these guys have probably just lost a lot of money. But still, it's like... And for ages, people always wonder when these people die. People always wonder, but they were so successful. They looked so happy. Why, Why didn't... You know... And I feel like... I personally feel like it's because when we put so much pressure on ourselves, or when we feel this overwhelming pressure to do well and to be great, or to do something with our lives, we end up neglecting part of ourselves, which actually help you build towards that greatness, or that happiness. Mm -hmm. So, for example, you might neglect your family because you're trying to pursue a goal, Mm -hmm. or you might be in the process of panicking about not being able to achieve this goal, you close off from your family. Uh, So, in both situations, you're neglecting your family. If you don't, and family is so important to a lot of people, if you keep messing up that relationship. It gets to a point where you feel you can't go back, even though you can always go back. And this will make you feel depressed, or you might just generally neglect your social life. You're not seeing your friends. You're not talking to your friends because you're chasing something so hard, or you're mm-hmm. feeling like a failure. And now you're feeling even more depressed because we are, everybody needs companionship. Everybody needs someone mm-hmm. or people to be around them from time to time. You know? Like sure, what are some you know some other things like that we don't realize we that affect us when we fall, when we fall under so much pressure, when we fall under a lot of pressure. <clears throat>
1: pressure, I think there's two sides to it. So it can be good in terms of like motivating you to so you put a little pressure on yourself to achieve this. You work hard to achieve it, but I don't. I'm always giving examples, so I'll use myself this time. <laughs> There's a time, a point in my life when I held education with such, like, high esteem. I still do, but there was a point in my life, if I got anything less than an A, I was going to be depressed for, like, three days straight. And in A levels, or sixth form, whatever you call it, I got, that, I think that was the point in my life where I put so much pressure on myself to get, the like, you know, get all A's. And I built it up in my head so much. I'm like, if I don't get this, you know, I'm going to kill myself. I'll go do this. Or something stupid. I remember in my mock exam, there was one I got a B or a C in. Literally, I was hospitalized for two weeks. And that's no joke. And not because there was anything physically wrong with me. Just because I fell into stupid, like, depression. And I was just... I wouldn't eat. So, obviously, that was causing me physical pain. And it was just... It was so, so pointless. Like, now that I think about it, I just sit down I'm like, Shay, you are actually so stupid. Because what's the point of putting that much pressure on yourself where it actually causes you physical pain for something so... Actually, like, for some... I don't want to say something so mediocre, is that the word? Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean... No, education is not mediocre, but you get what I'm saying. Yeah, something so... Like... You're going to live, well, hopefully I'm going to live a long life. Like when I'm 50 or 60, I'm not going to be thinking about what did I get in A-levels or what did I get in 64 form. So why would you affect a temporary or something? You know, why would you let it affect you to that point? And also pressure is very bad because it it fucks it with your mind completely. And I was just, I was telling Noah about this earlier. I started getting into all these TED podcasts about your mindset. And one example they gave was, so they conducted an experiment and they gave two people milkshakes. They told the people that, they gave, no, they gave each person two milkshakes. Now to say this, I have to explain, so there's a hormone called ghrelin and it's your, let's call it your hunger hormone. So when you're hungry, you secrete a lot of ghrelin. So they gave each person two milkshakes. Milkshake A, they told them this milkshake is, I don't know, 50 calories, contains 1% fat. So obviously, it's not filling at all. That's the message it was passing to them. They drank it, measured the levels of in uh, that they secreted after a while. The second time, they gave them another milkshake. They told them this milkshake is 600 to 700 calories it's this percentage of fat, like 20%. They just made it seem again that this was very fitting. Measured ghrelin after. And when they measured ghrelin after the first one, let's say the levels were, I don't know, 30 milligrams. Less. Okay, so after the results, they measured the ghrelin for the first milkshake and the second milkshake. And in the second milkshake, the amount of ghrelin secreted was over five times lower than the amount secreted in the first one, mm-hmm. and, which means that obviously they drank the second milkshake and because they'd already told them this is 600 calories, it's very filling. So in their mind, they've made it seem like, okay, I'm drinking a very filling milkshake. So in their body responding like, okay, then you're not that hungry, so you're going to secrete very little ghrelin. The first one they told them was like it, Skinny girl milkshake or diet milkshake or whatever. So, they secreted a lot after drinking it. But in reality, it was the same milkshake. They just lied to them that this, there was the same milkshake. Caused two different effects because of what, you know, you thought in your mind. So, pressure has a very strong capacity to fuck with your mind. Once it fucks with your mind, or once, yeah, yeah once it fucks with your mind, your mind has, like, the capacity to fuck with everything else in your life basically because it's what you think is what you do so yeah pressure is, is it
0: okay so um yeah the last part of the, today's topic is fear and when i say fear fear is a big one because fear is like um i'm talking about fear by the way in the sense that how every everybody complains that fear is something that holds them back the so fear of the unknown right so as human beings of course everybody knows that one of the things uh, we we fear we're scared of we're scared of things we don't understand the future is something we don't understand unless we have a very clear image of what we want it to be and in the process of chasing a, a, a good life or what you would consider to be a fulfilling life there are big decisions which you have to make at various points which scare mm-hmm. the shit out of me like how do you even be how do you cope with such decisions like moving from a different country or like taking a job in a completely different type of company and stuff like that?
1: Well fear again is like you said it's a it's a big big one. I think fear is like the number one killer of dreams in like <laughs> it is. But again, I think fear is in your mind. Like, for example, if you're scared of public speaking, you're not scared of actually speaking to people. You're scared of embarrassing yourself in front of a whole bunch of people or something. If you're scared of heights, no, you're scared of falling. So what I've... I'm going through a process where I'm trying to, you know, work on my fears, trying to take it one day at a time or whatever. But what I've learned is that... It's, again, this is back to the mind thing. So if I'm scared of heights automatically, my mind is going to, I'm going to start picturing, oh shit, I'm going to fall, I'm going to fall, I'm going to fall, which is going to scare me even more. But if I start thinking, oh no, you know, I'm going to go really high and see, you know, a nice view or something, then it's like, oh, okay, I actually maybe want to see this nice view. Then you stop thinking about falling, now you're thinking about, oh, okay, this this is, I'm going to see a nice view or something. So what I think is with fear, is we actually just need to learn how to things that scare us, try to associate it in your mind with pleasure. That. So I was scared of public speaking, but now I would do it like in a hobby. It doesn't scare me. Because when I speak to a large audience I just imagine them, you know, looking at me thinking how sexy I am, you know. I'm not <laughs> I'm not thinking about embarrassing myself. But yeah, that's what I mean
0: i was a bit cocky. Jokes, jokes, jokes. Yeah, that's um, that's really true. So, like, I, I'll just give this quick example, and then um, yeah. So, in terms of the height thing, I used to think I was scared of heights because I think every human being starts out being scared of heights because it's mm. it's irrational to just look at a very high place and be like, oh, I'd like to jump, you know. But I used to, you know, so with theme park rides, in the first first ever time I ever tried to go on a ride, I was genuinely scared I was going to fall. I think it was in Full Park in, in England, in uh, yeah, some part of England. But I went on it because the people who were with me were like, oh, yeah, let's definitely go on this. It's going to be sick. I was petri- I was so scared. Mm. But at the same time, my mindset was, OK, we really want to see how fast this stuff goes. We really, really are curious about how crazy it is. However, I'm terrified. Mm. So it was like, okay, it's scary, but look, man, trust engineering and science. How often, you know, you start convincing yourself. Mm. And I went on it. The first time, I was scared, but it wasn't actually fear. It was like adrenaline rush throughout my body, and I didn't understand where, why it was so much. So I was just like, you know. But I went on it again, and I loved it. And after that, Every time now, I love going on really high rides. I don't care about heights. You know, there's just stuff like that. We Sometimes we get too focused on the, the way the mind is presenting things to us instead mm. of just trying to understand what's actually you know, happening. But yeah, um, Shay, do you have any closing remarks?
1: Closing remarks?
0: Because I think, yeah, I think it's, uh, it's almost bedtime.
1: Okay. <laughs> um, well... Yeah, I'm gonna use YOLO because. But
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, my closing remark is honestly, YOLO, like, this life is very, very short. So my thing is, I've said to myself, you know what, Shay, you're gonna live life to the fullest. Fuck what anyone thinks or
0: whatever makes you
1: happy, apart from obviously, like, going to kill someone or do any stupid shit. Like,
0: don't,
1: yeah, exactly. Don't, I mean, Be be reasonable or vote for Trump. What? Or vote for Trump. (laughs) For those at the (laughs) dark. But yes, life is too short to be living it on someone else's terms. Live life on your terms. If nobody likes the way you're living your life, at least you, you go to bed smiling because you're living life on your terms. And honestly, that's. It sounds cheesy, but that's the best thing you can do. So, bye, guys.
0: It's your boy Noah. Tune in next week. Yeah. Uh, peace out. Yeah. Our inner voice in a voice. in
1: inner voice.